Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. It is such a blessing to have children. We can probably turn up the lights here in the auditorium. I'll just say it with me. Can you repeat it with me? My heart is open. My mind is ready. Make me better, God, by your word. I receive it. I believe it. And I won't be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. All right, we're going to open up to Ephesians chapter 4. Um, verse 14 through 15. Last week I shared about the battle of beliefs or belief systems, the BS, we called it, you know, the abbreviated, because there's so much information that is around us continuously bombarding us. And I kind of wanted to continue in that theme of what the Lord has laid on my heart. And uh, let's just start reading right there, Ephesians 4. Verse 14 through 15. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by cunning and craftiness of people and deceitful scheming. And deceitful scheming. I mean, it just sounds like it's talking about today's days. <laughs> um, let's pause for a moment. I think about what the, uh, the world is like today. And at the time that Paul was writing, you know, he's talking to believers in Ephesus. And Ephesus was a very progressive city at that time. Uh, there was a lot of philosophy, a lot of ideology, and people were just trying to implement. And uh, they considered themselves pretty, you know, wise. And so pretty much here he's saying that I'm going to tell you something that will help you mature spiritually. You know, so we're not being like these waves tossed back and forth. And today's message for all those who don't want to be infants, all right, in your faith and in your um, confidence in God. And to mature, you know, beyond the stage of having one foot in this world and one foot in the church. So you actually want to go somewhere in God. And I believe all of us have that desire to actually grow in in mature and spiritual realm of our lives. Uh, Verse 15, instead... Speaking the truth, not your truth, but the truth. In love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. To grow, to mature as a body in him. That we grow together. And so it's so important. We've been on this theme of just talking about our identity last year. This year was the power of your testimony. I think it's just so timely that the Spirit of the Lord is leading us uh, to share about these things with you. And also the teachings that we have going on, you know, uh, about the fruits of the Spirit. It's very important. I just encourage every one of us to tap into that. When we have that information around us, it's so important that we jump into that. And Michael McSwain is a great friend of mine, and he does a phenomenal job teaching the Scripture Anybody who's a parent, you know, or observed parenting knows that, you know, part of parenting is to help children know the truth, right? I think uh, as a parent, when you realize that you're having a kid, and then as you're having more kids, 
you start thinking about their future and like, whoa, how are they going to end up? What are they going to do? What are they picking up from me? What kind of habits, right? And so when we come into this world as children, we don't know the truth. We're born into this fallen state, this world, sinful world. But we know that, like, for example, teaching your children, like, playing with an electrical circuit is a bad idea, right? Electrical outlet, especially with a fork. Uh, that's probably not going to end up well. Or playing with the batteries. Um, man, if, if any of the kids swallow batteries, this can end up really bad. So just some of the things, you know, we're talking about from the basic things, right? of being presentable, also how you talk to people, that you don't just say no, you just say no thank you, and things like that. Those are very important things. So from the beginning of time, uh, when our children are born, we want to teach the best that we could, amen? And so um, maturity is teaching them, though, the truth, okay, in our everyday life. Because if you think about it, some people I've, I've actually talked with, and they're like, I'm not going to have any kids. Not in the time that we're living in. And it kind of makes sense, right, from a, from a perspective. You think about it, all these things that they're trying to teach their children. Last week I talked a lot about the education system and how they're trying to infiltrate that, you know, with all this stuff that is just straight from the pit of hell that has nothing to do with the word of God or education. And so, but we have to be watchful, amen? We have to be careful. In uh, 2018 Golden Globe Awards, um, everybody probably knows Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, uh, she said, speaking your truth is the most powerful tool that you have. Um, let me say that again. And you just, in your head, determine if that makes sense. Speaking your truth is the most powerful tool that you have. The thing is, there, there is no such thing as your truth or my truth. There's only the truth. Amen. Truth is not something we decide. It's something that we discover. And as we grow in the Lord, and the more we dive into his word, because God speaks to us through his word, through his scripture, it's one of the ways a lot of more stuff that starts making sense that is around us. So, so today people are sharing all their opinions, their feelings, and they're calling it their truth. Um, it's coming in our culture today. You know, you hear that. And I mean, I've heard that many many times recently and I noticed it turned into a habit for certain people it's like they're just like oh I'm glad you believe your truth Vic I love the way you speak your truth <laughs> things like that you know uh, people say it innocently innocently I don't think they necessarily are, you know bad people but that's why I'm here today so to give you a little input through the word of God and I believe through this word of God, we'll be able to transform our mind. Because scripture tells us to go from faith to faith, right? From strength to strength. Um, but if that is part of your vocabulary today, I want to present to you, um, some, or I want you to consider something else, okay? So I'm not denying your experience, because I know that somebody immediately will question and say, hold on a second, my truth is different though. Um, or saying that... Um, I'm not trying to say that your experience is not true. We have men's carnivore once a month. We have ladies meeting once a month. And um, so what we have during those times, we fellowship with food. But then every one, from time to time, different person shares their story in life, their faith and how they grew and matured in God. And it's amazing. Just all sorts of different backgrounds and different stories. Uh, in our church, we encourage 
each other to tell your story, right? We tell the power of your testimony, the power of your truth is vital. But all of our stories come with a level of uh, subjectivity or I should say a little bit of bias, okay? Because we're saying it from our perspective. Um, remember there was one time <laughs> I showed you the dress um, on the screen. In the meantime, while I'm talking about it, see if you can pull it up. <laughs> it's, uh, some people saw it white and gold and while others saw it black and uh, blue so and half the people it was just viral and it was all over the place I mean I don't want to start a fight because it's true like it's funny how half the people would see golden you know and white and the other people saw black and blue I mean completely alternate colors but um the dress is actually blue and black is it there but for some reason, some people see it white and gold, okay? So it's, people have different perspectives. Even right now, we're not going to keep it much too longer because I don't want to get too distracted from the Word of God. My wife saw it white and gold. Do you still see white and gold? Yeah. yeah. So I found out that it's actually blue and black. So, yeah. I, that's how I see it. So to me, the people that see it white and gold, it's just nuts. I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <clears throat> all right we can pull it down now thank you the reason i want to use this illustration is because there's a lot of things um that in our society today um as i've said last week you know i've mentioned that there's some people that believe in wearing masks you know uh, i've got confronted personally and even at our own personal business you know saying how are you not why are you guys not enforcing wearing masks we're like well we're a private business you know so people have different perspectives and some people believe that, you, you know, you should get vaccinated. And, um, and then there's also people who don't believe in wearing masks. Uh, there's people that believe in natural immunity, whatever, you know. And they're not sure about the vaccines. There's people that are in the middle, like all sorts of things. And I've shared that with, like, with our church. It doesn't matter if you believe wearing masks or not wearing masks, if you believe in getting vaccinated or not. You are welcome here. The church, this is the body of Christ, will always be open. And it doesn't matter the kind of time frame, anything that's happening around us, any kind of, you know, sicknesses that are going around. Church was always open. Look through the history. So many times, it's just that there's so many diseases and things like that. But people during that time need place to run to. And church is a place it's a fortress. It's a place. It's a body of Christ. And so and that's my belief. And I believe it's very important that the church shines light through these difficult times. In times of darkness. And I've also mentioned also just to pay attention. You know, back in the day there were 50 owners of companies of the media. So media was controlled by 50 different families. Now with, there's only six, I believe. Five or six. It's very important that we're attentive to pay attention to what we're listening to. And my desire today is for you to shut away the noise from this world and start looking through everything through the lens of the Word of God. Amen? The Word of God, I mean, I read it today and I look at a lot of things and I'm like, man, it feels like it was written yesterday. When you read this story last week, I've shared about the story of Daniel, you know, and his friend, Shidrach, Meshach, Abednego. They were completely pulled out out of you know their culture their family everything that they know given new identity and pretty much were given they were said hey you have to do this you have to eat this food and everything like that 
And obviously Daniel was clever and smart, you know, and he's Jewish and he was like, you know, he got a religious exemption from actually eating the food. So they gave him a different one, um, vegetables and things like that. So, but they still, doesn't matter what, the Babylonian environment, the Babylon of that time, they really didn't crush these people. They, they were young people. And they didn't crush these young men because they were firm in their faith. Let me tell you this. The greatest thing you can do is invest in your children is to direct them to God, is to teach them God, about God, read the scripture with them, Bible stories, whatever it may be from their early age. Spend time because that's when they're going to be solidified and they're not going to be shaken by the information, the media, or anything that's happening around in this world. Amen? Amen. So, but what happens is when people are talking about their opinions, right, like what you should be wearing mask or not wearing mask, you should be vaccinated. I've seen people argue on both sides. And as believers, we shouldn't be doing that. You know, that's my encouragement. Because what's happening is that people are taking or elevating their personal opinion to a combative space. <laughs> All of a sudden, uh, you see people unfriending each other. And uh, it's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of wild at the same time. And it's sad at the same time. Because the thing is, um, I think what's happening, the enemy wants to take away the dialogue. Because every time before, like, if, for example, in school, I remember one of my teachers, uh, whenever we would talk about any hot topics, whether it's, um, well, one of the teachers did it in my biology class, creation versus evolution. And he's like, hey, guys, next Friday we're having a debate. We're letting you guys share your opinions. And half the kids brought their Bibles to school that you would never expect. This one kid was just like, you know, like every other word was like an F word. And he brought his Bible. All of a sudden he was like, I believe in the creation. And it was amazing. But the thing is, it was a dialogue, which was so awesome. So I think what the, the, the strategy of the enemy is to tell you something and have everybody believe it. He's just forcing it. We talked also last week saying that we as people of faith, we don't impose our faith on somebody else. We all... God, from the beginning of time, said, choose what you want. You know, even Joshua said, Who, choose whom you're going to serve. But as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord, right? So we have options to choose what we want to believe in, amen? But we don't impose that ideology or belief onto somebody. And so, but the thing is, it's sad because they're censoring people, you know, that don't see cold. They see blue, <laughs> You know, for example, and we're, you know, we as people, we observe and we observe everything through the word of God. And so the more we know word of God, the more we dive into the word of God, the more stuff around us makes sense. Because how many know, like a lot of people are like, I don't even know what I believe in right now. I don't know what, who to believe in. Well, there's a rock. That is not. If you're placed on solid rock on foundation of Christ Jesus, you will not be shaken. So... But the thing is, though, sadly, but we're living in a time where you get shamed or bullied, you know, for seeing what you see. Um, in a lot of places, you can't even be honest anymore. Um, now, just because you believe that something is true, it doesn't make it true, okay? Society um, is trying to stop that dialogue because in a dialogue, that's when people grow and people, when we exchange ideas, right? Like I have friends, sometimes we meet and we talk and sometimes we talk about finances and it's such a great thing. It's like, it's an input from each other that we receive and that's how we grow. But I want to point out a little bit, there's times where we're subjective and we're, 
you know, doing certain things. Or sometimes we believe it so much that we think that if that person doesn't believe it that way, they are wrong. And that happens also in the body of Christ and, you know, in the middle of Christian people, unfortunately. Um, for example, when I play soccer, everybody knows me, knows I play soccer. I have a soccer team. I have some soccer guys from my team that are awesome here. Michael, Alan, Dare. Um, some guys are not here today. But usually when I play, I feel like the referee slants the game towards the opposing team. Like I feel like he's making calls in their favor, all right? <laughs> That's just my perspective. Um, or let's say when you're watching your favorite team play. There's a, there's a good example. If that soccer doesn't make sense to you, you know, kind of same thing happens. You're like, I don't think the referee is fair. And um, or the best one is if you ever watch your kids play games, play sports, you know, what do you think about the referees? <laughs> Man, uh, they're always on the opposing side. And what's so interesting is that if you um, parents on the opposite side see the opposite thing. <laughs> so they think that the ref is favoring your kid's soccer team or whatever, you know. So my opinion, though, is that their truth is not the truth, okay? So that's just my perspective. And so I want to make sure I point that out, that as in the body of Christ, we need to have dialogues. I want to encourage that, to talk about our faith. That's how we grow, amen? But we, when we grow when we're basing our foundation on the Word of God, okay? So me and Larissa can be recapping a day or some kind of event, and she'll be saying something, and I'm like, what? That's what they said? I'm like, that's not what I heard. Two different things. Two different things. It happens. And so we all have filters, you know, that we put on. And we filter information through different things. All right? Some, some people filter it through CNN. Some people filter their information through Fox News. Okay? I just want to encourage you that the greatest filter you have is the Word of God. Okay? Filter everything through that. Okay? Amen. <laughs> yes. Some people believe that. But the thing is, if you filter everything through the word of God, you're going to be unshakable. We, we, we sang such a powerful song, and it just came to me yesterday evening. I'm like, we got to do this song. We will not be shaken. Uh, though in the hour of the darkest day, we will not tremble. Uh, it's amazing. All right. Um, I want to bring up a little bit um, uh, my Urban Dictionary. I looked up for my truth. All right. <laughs> Because I found out most of the people uh, who use the term my truth, when they, you tell them something and they say, well, that's my truth. Um, what they're saying is what they're trying to do is to elevate their opinion and make it indisputable. Okay, I'm going to read it to you what the Urban Dictionary says, uh, my truth. It's not going to be in Webster's because when it was written, Webster Dictionary, it was not in there. This is a fairly uh, popular new word nowadays that we use. And we need to talk about things that are happening around us, right? Church should be talking about everything. But look at this, convenient phrase, this is about my truth, convenient phrase for avoiding arguments because people can contradict your opinion, but not your truth. Your opinions and feelings are true to you, but are not necessarily due to absolute truth. The phrase is often used when seeking to justify a controversial personal stance or action because people are not allowed to argue with your truth. So by calling it their truth, uh, they're expecting everyone to accept it as factual. 
which like I said, which stops the dialogue where we can lay a hold of wisdom from one another, right? So immediately it puts up the wall. One of the points I want to point out is that what believed to be the truth is not always the truth, okay? Um, doesn't matter how much I believe, let's say, in Tooth Fairy or Santa when you're younger, you know, it wasn't the truth. As an adult, I look back, you know, as an adult, you can look back and say, hey, I, I actually believe that. I'm sorry if I ruined for any kids. All oh, the kids are not here. <laughs> if you raised that with that belief, tell them the truth early so that you will not be heartbroken. Because um, mom and dad work really hard. Okay, let's just say that. <laughs> they need to learn to appreciate that. Um, but how about, let's just use an example. A 28-year-old uh, kid who says, my truth is that my parents kicked me out of the house. You know, because they don't care about me. Um, now, from a parent's perspective, it might be like, I moved you out because I actually want you to progress and move forward in your life. You know, it makes sense, right? <laughs> so, what, what is the truth right there? If, but what I wanted to say that if we are going to live in this world where we validate everybody's truth as the truth, then what happens, then what happens with the evidence, you know, if someone is found guilty of a crime? right? That's a good example right there, right? Um, does a guilty person get a pass? Like, judge, that's not my truth. Like, I robbed the bank because I provide for my family. So a man can believe that, right? I want to bring you some interesting, just a couple of quick articles. NPR, from NPR, uh, this is straight from the NPR news, and I've searched it on several pl platforms, it's, it's true. 69-year-old Dutch man petitions the court to change his legal age to 49. Emil Redelband, a motivational speaker, told the court of the Netherlands that he feels 20 years younger than he is. Changing his birth date would also give him better luck of dating apps, he says. Time that we're living in, right? This is from CBS. This is another one. A Canadian 52-year-old man leaves his wife because he identifies as a six-year-old girl. <laughs> All right. There's a, and then one more. Washington Post. A white Seattle woman born to white parents claims she's now black. All right? <laughs> I'm just telling you, the world's gone crazy, folks. But the thing is, God is the creator of all truth. He created the universe to exist and function on truth, all right? Our lives are meant to be lived in sync with the truth and not our own ideas, not our own thoughts, okay? Truth is indisputable. Truth is like true for everyone, okay? If you're, um, a silly example, but if you're diving in the ocean, right, and you say the truth is, my truth is, is that there's no sharks living in the ocean, all right? You put halibut bait, whatever, around you, you know, <laughs> and you dive in. Well, your truth can get you messed up, right? Your truth can destroy you. So truth is an absolute reality. The laws of nature are a perfect example of that, all right? And um, God established indisputable truths, okay? Laws of gravity, things like that. If you step off a cliff, it doesn't matter what your truth says or you believe. If you don't believe in gravity, the truth is... You're gonna get, you're gonna die probably if you step off a cliff, right? But it, so same thing I want to point out is that if we ignore God's truth, 
we can really encounter harm in our lives. And the more we stay closer to the word of God, the more we stay closer to the truth, because God says, Jesus says, I am the truth, right? The way and the life. I'm going to get you some scriptures here. Psalm 119, 160 says, all your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. Let me read that again. All your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. So God has established it, and it's a foundation. Uh, John chapter 17, 14 through 18. I love this passage. I have given them your word. Okay, so God has given us his word, and the world has hated them. Man, sounds like it was written yesterday. Christians are getting persecuted, you know, worldwide, and it's happening even in America. You know, people are made, you know, Hollywood actors get together, and they make fun of, you know, some Christians and things like that. It just doesn't take much to look up. For they are not of the world, so let me, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. And here's, this is Jesus' prayer, okay? This is Jesus' prayer to the to Father in heaven. Verse 15, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, okay? So I want to point out real quick, there's some Christians who always want to isolate themselves. They're going up in the mounts or uh, I remember back in the day, who remembers Y2K? The year 2000 was going to be the end because that's when the computers will stop and everything like that. But it's so funny, during that time when I remember hearing about it, I was like, well, how does it work in different time zones? Like in the other part of the country, will it end there faster? And it's coming here as a kid. Like I just immediately started questioning that. But isn't it amazing how people can just quickly grasp onto like any information. And fear is contagious, okay? You, you be around people um, or panic. If people are crashing or something like that, you know, somebody starts screaming, everybody starts screaming. But let me tell you what else is contagious. Faith. During these times, I don't know why, but I find myself around people that build me up. There's times, there's certain times in your life that you need to pretty much not answer certain calls or text messages, you know? If you want to grow your faith, surround yourself with pillars of faith, amen? Come on. Verse 15, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world. So Jesus is being very specific. You're all right where you're living, in the midst of where you're living, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Verse 17, sanctify them by what? By the truth, okay? Your word is truth. Amen. Verse 18, yes. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. So God is saying like, hey, I'm not pulling you out of this world, but I want you to be in this world. I want you to be the shining beacon, a light to this world. Because you have the truth. Look at how many times in the past two years, how much of the CDC guidelines, medical professionals, how many times they have changed their mind on different things. That should just encourage you to dive in more in God's truth. My goodness, I, I've been reading just a lot of these passages lately, and I'm like, Lord, this is, this is about today. This is about today. How many know how many times you could read scripture over and over again and then it can open up to you in so many different ways each time? I mean, it's happening more than ever before. But they're not of the world as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify. So God sanctifies us, cleans us with his truth. 
All the information that's being bombarded around us. That's just being put aside. So if you're trying to figure out your philosophy or your way of life right now, let me just say this. Uh, the more we live in the alignment with the word of God, the more understanding we have of the events that are happening around us. I, I really want to say that the more we live closer to the word of God, the more we live in alignment with the word of God, the more all this noise, all this drama, everything that is happening around us, the more of that makes sense. So the more we honor God, the more we honor God's truth, the better our life will turn out. How many know what's true north? Okay, I know that some people immediately think of companies, brands. Okay, people have grasp on that, you know, true north recovery, all sorts of things. But true north, okay, perfect, I'll explain it, <laughs> is a geographical landmark, all right? It's uh, created by God, discovered by men. It's a fixed space by which we all travel, okay? Fixed north, okay? Um, every ship, uh, every airplane, every jogger, I mean, a person that hikes will use that, you know, true north. It's a fixed, dependable landmark, all right? Um, I bet you don't want to be on an airplane and a captain of the airplane comes on and says, um, I have my own truth. Uh, I will not be using the guidance system today. <laughs> that would probably freak you out. As Pastor Mark said when he was younger because they were reading, you know, King James Version. He said, that, fre that freaketh me out. <laughs> yeah, King James Version. But Jesus championed truth, okay? The more we read New Testament and all those things, Jesus championed. Let me prove that to you. John 18, 37. He says, for this purpose, I was born. For this purpose, I have come into the world. To what? To bear witness to truth. I'm reading it, uh, um, ESV. To bear witness to the truth. So Jesus championed truth. When you're calling something when people call something their truth, I believe what they're doing is they're sabotaging their ability to grow uh, in God's truth about them, okay? Because if you're always accepting what people's perspectives are and that's how you grow, that's sad. So what, what happens if those people leave or if those people say something negative? Everything, all they said, all those things, if your source of encouragement is only coming from people or your friends, that can fail, <laughs> that can turn on you, that's very sad, amen? amen? Look at the reflection of what God thinks about you, amen? Seeking truth is one of the best decisions we can have in our life, always seeking the truth. Matthew 5, 6 says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Other translation says, the hunger and thirst for truth, for they will be filled, okay? When, you, when we learn to have a relationship with truth, we are able to grow. That way, like I said earlier, if you say my truth, you're shutting down immediately a dialogue and you think you know it all, you stop growing. If a person, I, I love listening to more people of like, I look at my dad, you know, who's 78 years old. And he's like, Vic, the older I get, the less I know. I, have, I don't know anything. And I'm trying to, you know, pick my dad's brain as much as I can all the time. Whenever I travel with him or anything like that. So much wisdom. But that's coming from a man who lived, you know, like most of his life already. And he's like, hey, I don't know anything. But, but that thought, that heart, he's like, I always keep my mind open. I'm always listening to what the Lord is speaking. But he's like, Vic, there's one thing that never changes is God's word. 
You stand on God's word. Me and Robert talked a lot about this when we were one-on-one together. We're saying, like, you are not going to be shaken. When you're standing on the word of God, okay, nobody says, like, oh, I don't, I don't believe that you're, you're not being politically correct. No, Bible is the truth, okay? And I will always base everything that I say as a pastor on truth. That is the word of God. Amen? So just imagine, though, if doctors, you know, only told you your truth, right? Things that you only wanted to hear. Like, never spoke you the truth about your health. Like, Vic, you are, you know, you're overeating. Your heart is beating faster. You put on some weight. But, you know, if that food makes you happy, that's all that matters. Just be happy. <laughs> you know, the only time they say that to people are people that are on their deathbed, you know sad they just say yeah you can have all the joys and everything that you want to eat because you have no way of recovering um but a good doctor will tell you your truth right he will tell you the truth about your health okay um it might prompt you to make a better uh decisions in your life prompt you to even actually save your life look at this john uh, chapter 8 31 through 32 to the jews who had believed him jesus said if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Look at that verse 32. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will what? Set you free. Freedom. It's the same thing. It's just like a doctor saying, look, you have a problem. But you can be better if you do this. He's telling you the truth. So that's what the word of God does. When it tells us, when we're reading it, it's like a reflection. You realize, oh my, I am, this part of me has been with me for years and I haven't dealt with unforgiveness, you know, sexual sin, whatever it may be. You got to open up all before the Lord, all right? The truth will set you free. If you want to truly live in freedom, you dive in the Word of God. And the Word of God is truth, amen? Truth is the greatest, I believe, dynamic that God has given to, this, to humanity to grow, to develop. When you build your family, your business, uh, your relationships on truth, they flourish. They really do, okay? Because there's some people, uh, let me tell you this. I mean, you, I'm sure you've seen that before. I mean, I've experienced in my life some of the friends that you were like, wow, I thought they were true friends. I thought they were the true north friends. No. <laughs> and they failed. So, but when you're building your relationship on truth, that's when you flourish. John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Means through Jesus, which means through truth. Okay? You can only come to the Father through truth, not your truth that says, well, it's okay. My truth is, Lord, I believe this is something I like and I enjoy doing it. But that truth won't get you to heaven. All right? <laughs> the truth is that you need to be delivered. The Lord wants you to live a full life, free life. All right? Jesus wants you to live a blessed life. So that's why it's so important that we seek the truth. There's only one truth. Amen? Which is in Christ Jesus. You will not be shaken by any storms. It doesn't matter what kind of truth is being told uh, to you. I mean, it happened years ago. It didn't just happen then. It happened during communist times, you know? There were like articles saying, you know, these sects, these Christians, and, you know, they are, they are destroying the society. All sorts of garbage. But they were not shaken. Because what? 
They were basing everything on truth. They stood on the word of God. The thing is, though, nowadays, everybody wants to know the truth, but people are afraid to tell the truth, okay? And so be watchful and steadfast. Turn to the Bible rather than the media. I want to give you a couple more passages. I'm landing the plane here. First um, Peter chapter 5, 8 through 11. Be alert of sober, and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. That means it doesn't matter anything that you're facing with right now, any kind of information that's being bombarded your way. You know, if you're placing your truth on the word of God, you will be firm and you will come out stronger out of this. That's what happened with uh, Daniel and uh, Misha Abednego. The Babylon time didn't last too much. It was 75 years. That's real. I mean, it's a lot in our perspective, but in the, from a perspective of kingdoms, that's nothing. And a lot of those uh, Jewish people, they returned home and they were stronger. They were in their faith. They were better. Ephesians 4, again, I want to come back to the original uh, passage that I re read in the beginning. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every kind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, okay? Jesus always was full of grace and truth. So I always had love when he's... He was not afraid to tell people the truth, but he did it in love. So it says, instead, speaking the truth in love will grow, because we all want to grow. This is for our growth. To become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is the Christ. Amen? amen. So if you're a believer today, amen, and if you want to mature in your life, don't allow yourself to drift into the things of this world, into the information of this world, okay? Um, that's not what you want for yourself. That's not what you want for your kids or your family. Think about the legacy that you're leaving, you know, living, uh, leaving for your children. Sorry, Oprah. Speaking your truth <laughs> is not accurate. Speaking the truth is the most powerful tool that you have. Speaking the truth. And our truth is found in the word of God. Amen. So I'm challenging you today to get away from that phrase. If you hear that, share that with love. Saying my truth. No, no. There's only the truth. Amen. Amen. So our children can differentiate between their ideas. You know, when the kids say, oh, well, that's my truth. Well, I believe in this way. No. Their way, when you're teaching them the truth, they can differentiate when it's their ideas and their emotions and their feelings or versus actual, you know, truths that are established by God. Okay? The truth is more powerful than your feelings. Open every room of your heart to the Lord's truth in your life. I challenge that myself every day. I said, Lord, I'm going to be walking in truth, your truth. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.